Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys. Hi, queens. Welcome <laughs> back to the pod. For some reason, it feels like we haven't recorded in forever, but I don't know why, because we literally did one last week. Yeah, and we actually recorded, we are being a guest episode on another friend's podcast uh, that's coming out. Yeah. We're just podcasting left and I think right, that's like another it. thing that we haven't really, we didn't really have the intention of, but trying to branch out more and be guests on other people's mm-hmm. podcasts too. So yeah. Yeah, and I feel like so many people are starting podcasts. Like, I feel like it's the year of the podcast, especially this podcast. Yes. (laughs) Season two, baby. And our feed is looking stunning, and we're going to keep updating it. So if you haven't followed our Instagram yet, make sure to go do that. Yeah, we're excited about all the things, but we have some updates for you guys. If you are in our Facebook group, then you voted which day works best for our cutie little Galentine's Day meetup that we're hosting at the beginning of February. So we're going to do 2-4, which is a Saturday, and we're going to do it at 10 a.m. Yeah, uh, 10 a.m. at 1 Paseo for all the SoCal girlies. So we're really excited because I feel like in the Facebook group, so many people are like, oh, like, what are the San Diego events? Like, we need to meet up, blah, blah, blah. So we're finally making yeah, it happen. Yeah, we love doing a meetup. Yeah, it's just going to be basically like a coffee meetup, nothing crazy, like very casual. If you want to shoot, like wear something cute, because I feel like One Paseo has some cute spots if you want to, cute coffee shops, cute walls, cute benches. So it's like a content opportunity. But basically, I think just a meetup for all the girls and you don't have to be just like a new blogger it could be literally anyone you don't even have to be a blogger if you are just wanting to meet up make some new friends all that fun stuff that's kind of the goal and then also like if you're looking for a shooting buddy or whatever like it could like this meetup can be whatever you want it to be Mm. so in the facebook group is where the details are and then yeah share share with them what we're doing next what we decided to do we're so excited you guys because we kind of like last minute decided we're going to new Um, york fashion week very last minute february like as in this week we decided (laughs) so we're so excited we will be in new york um february i think we're getting there on the 9th or the 10th yeah we get in like late like in the evening on the 9th and then okay we leave on the 14th yes okay and so we are going to I guess wow that's literally the week after well almost the week after um yes so we're gonna schedule a New York fashion week oh my gosh or just like New York meetup so very quick back-to-back ones um but yes we're so excited Because our last meetup at New York Fashion Week was amazing. And so I hope you guys can come out again. So we're, yeah, we're literally, we're going to see our SoCal girlies and our New York girlies in the same month. Um, But yeah, we are so excited about New York Fashion Week. Literally, Wait, that guys, reminds me. A few days um, ago. I saw someone post that the coffee shop that we met up at last time closed. 
Felix Aww. Coffee Roasters, I think is what it's really? called. Yeah. Dang, that was like such a cute one. Something about okay, their well, like lease ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're obviously figured out, but I saw that and I was kind of sad. Yeah. I know, that was a good one. But yeah. But yeah, we're so, so excited. excited about that. Um, and we've never been so to excited. New York for Fashion Week in February. So if you guys have any tips or tricks, please let us know. Mm-hmm. because we've never been so we're just gonna see what the vibe is and be able to compare the two which i think is cool and we just wanted a content opportunity you know we're a little uninspired in san diego so we're yeah, like we you know wanted to switch it up let's get some fresh content and what better place to do that besides paris um is you know you new york <laughs> <laughs> it's in new york true um so yes i guess winter will be hanging on in our feeds a little longer because I was getting ready to literally go for spring real soon but now we have winter still which is I feel like very appropriate because in most places it's, it's still, still literally very snowing cold except like California cold. literally yeah or it is so, snowing in California basically so like southern California <laughs> yeah yeah so, I'm so excited yeah we have that coming up this year wow Look at us go. So cannot wait for you guys, San Diego girlies, New York girlies. And oh, yeah, for the San Diego one, too. Like if you live in Orange County or even in L.A. and want to come, like spend the day in San Diego, like everyone is definitely invited. So it doesn't you don't have to just be from San Diego. Mm -hmm. So, okay, And then the next thing this week we mentioned, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before that, but we're going to do a little it's not like a contest but and it's not a giveaway like what would you call this okay uh, i'm just making sure like i wasn't blinking and like completely just i know now i'm something blinking. but I mean, I okay guess basically kind of a giveaway but casual okay okay casual giveaway so if you leave us a five star rating and review on the podcast send us a screenshot of it we're gonna pick two winners this week and buy you guys coffee so we want to do this one because we love to give back to you guys and mm-hmm. you know build the community but two also these ratings really help the podcast grow so we're really trying to focus on getting those numbers up as well so if you guys would leave a review that would seriously mean the world to us so i'll post um on the influence community page this week um as a reminder as well so okay so we're doing that and then final thing is we did want to mention the deadline for the paris trip is coming up soon i don't remember the exact date but basically the trip will close to for new people to sign up 90 days before the actual trip i believe and so the trip is in june so 90 days before that is when signups close so don't wait last minute to register i know this is a very like kind of like I feel like a last minute thing people like to do but it makes it a lot easier for us to just know numbers and plan the more advanced notice that we have if that makes sense yeah because we also we love putting together really cute goodie bags for you guys and so we can plan earlier for that yes so the earlier we can start on it the easier and we just want to obviously make this the best experience ever for you guys also like you get to know the group sooner and better 
the sooner that you sign up because you'll just be integrated into the group and we'll chat about all the things in the group and you'll really get to know the girls. And you can do things like coordinate your flights, like figure out Mm -hmm. kind of roommate requests. If you're going solo, like maybe you'll meet one of the girls on Zoom and be like, oh my gosh, I really want to room with her. You know, so the earlier that we can do this, the better. So those are updates. We kind of have a lot going on. Like, I feel like come February, we're going to like hit the ground running. Like, yeah, it's going to start getting busy. I feel like January was a pretty chill month. On to our influences of the week this week. Do you want to go first? Yes. Okay. So mine is just the brand Versace. I feel like I randomly just have been loving a lot of their styles lately. I just got their pointed toe pink pumps that I absolutely love. Um, And then there's also this other outfit I really want for New York Fashion Week potentially, but I just feel like they do pink really well and I love their shoes. So I'm very... Oh yeah, your other like chunky shoes are also... Yeah, I have... Yeah, I have the other ones. Those are like my princess shoes. I bought them in Paris and I'm obsessed with them still so yeah I just love the brand I feel like it's just really cute and I I don't know I that was kind of unexpected but needed to find a replacement for my love for Balenciaga because they're we out. can't talk they're about her <laughs> yeah we don't talk about her also Versace she's in okay yeah <laughs> um okay love but yeah that. that's mine what about you Okay, I feel like for mine is I'm just currently in my white bridal-esque dresses era. I cannot stop buying white things. Not that I didn't before. Like, I absolutely love wearing white, especially in summer. But I just, like, every time I see a white dress, I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. I need that. That'll be perfect for all the bridal things. But then I'm thinking about and I'm like, I have so many dresses. Like, where am I possibly going to wear all of this stuff too like I don't know but anyways in the villa you're gonna be yeah so stocked but I just feel like all of my activities are gonna happen like literally in one week as opposed to like spread out I don't know I'm Mm -hmm. still need to plan everything but yeah I just love a good white bridal dress I feel like so many brands now have like bridal lines or bridal edits and like I've been noticing so that many lately too. It's a good Which is, move. I as feel I say, like so many brides. Smart for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like so many 2023 brides and then and 2024 like starting to pop up. So I feel yeah. like every time I see a cute white dress, I just buy it and I'm like, I don't know when I'm gonna wear this. <laughs> see, they honestly know that. I feel like that's a huge moneymaker probably for these brands because brides just have no chill. Like they Literally. see a cute white dress, they're gonna buy it because it's like oh, it's once in a lifetime. I have to have it, you know, but we love that. So that's just my current influence. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I feel like this week's episode we're really excited about because I feel like it's a pillar or a foundation for influencing in whatever aspect you're doing it in, whether it's full-time, part-time, it's a hobby, whether Mm -hmm. it's like TikTok, whatever platform whatever like in whatever kind of like aspect you're doing it in this applies to literally everybody and so today we're talking about building community 101 attracting your dream engaged audience and I feel like this year now more than ever like building community is so important 
Yeah, there's so many creators in the space now that I feel like your community and how engaged your community is, um, that's really what sets you apart, especially mm-hmm. with the numbers. You know, like if Brancy two different creators they're obviously going to choose the one to work with um with the engaged community that's very apparent because it is very apparent when you go to someone's page and I feel like it really does set you apart yeah want to share just like our thoughts on the importance of building the community and then basically how to do it like ways to build an engaged community and things that we personally do and try to implement on a weekly if not daily basis um Mm -hmm. so basically just to start is that your community is literally everything and you wouldn't be anything without them period and like I feel like it might sound a little harsh but that's honestly the reality of it if you are looking at you know this as a business if that makes sense so not meaning it in a harsh way but that's just truly like I think the direction that the industry is moving because like you said there are so many creators now so if a brand has to decide between two they're gonna look at that number and that's how they'll decide because it makes the most sense for them it's not like oh it's a favorites thing but like it just makes the most sense from a business aspect yeah definitely I feel like you can definitely tell just by looking but also we've touched on this before just little things, we'll, we'll go into it, but really just making sure your audience feels involved is so important because we've said this before, but it's, if you're not, you know, engaging back with your audience, it just kind of blows our mind as a creator yeah. because it's like you wouldn't be where you are without them. So I feel like we are really big on engaging in the yeah. first at least 30 minutes in the morning, you know, commenting back, little things like that, commenting back, then going onto their profile, commenting on theirs, like just showing the support back. I feel like it's a very easy and supportive, good habit to develop Mm -hmm. in this industry. Well, it's like you think about it. It's like treating it like family. Like I feel like when I Like, if I'm not the creator in this example, but I'm the person, like, engaging and, like, commenting, like, I'm the audience, if I, like, continuously comment on someone's post and they never acknowledge it, I literally stop because I'm, like, what's the point? Like, I don't – like, I'm taking time out of my day to engage on their content to be supportive and they're not – like, they don't respond at all. Or, like, if I DM someone, like – oh like where's this from or like can I get a link and like I'll even try like three different times just to give them the benefit of the doubt because I know like we're busy we have a lot going on DMs get like scrambled all the time but like if they don't respond like ever like if they don't even read it then I'm like okay well I'm not gonna ask questions anymore you know I don't know Mm -hmm. so it's like you have to think of it from your audience's perspective and like how and how they feel like I think their feelings are important when it comes to building community and one of the notes we put here is just like talking on your stories like you're talking to your BFF I think everyone loves relatable content right now like that is yeah trending obviously huge especially huge for TikTok right now I feel like everyone is gravitating toward authenticity and that really shows when you're just being authentic and talking and it's not curated content stories are definitely a really good place to do this because on Instagram, at least 
a lot of your content is probably going to be a little bit more of the curated stuff compared mm-hmm. to TikTok. So yeah. I think stories are really good to utilize in that. Um, just because at the end of the day, like everyone just wants to feel seen. I feel like that's part of the human experience yes. is we are drawn or just like value. Yeah, like we feel seen by, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So yeah, I think stories is a really good, good tool to utilize. And I feel like too, if you're not used to talking on stories or you don't do it a lot or you don't know how to do it, literally pretend you're talking to your BFF Mm -hmm. when you're putting like your phone up and like, I feel like that'll really help if you're just trying to get into that. But I remember when I didn't used to talk on my stories a lot and I started doing that, people were like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea what your voice sounded like or, oh, I'm so happy that you're you know, sharing more personal stuff. Even for me within the last like two weeks when I I did like an in, uh, like a reintroduction post and then I shared like gymnastics videos from like so long ago, like this part loved. of my life that I, I loved that. I didn't forget about it, but like I just like feel like the people who've known me a really long time already know that about me. And then like it's just like not super relevant to my life right now. So, mm-hmm. but it was like so random because I had mentioned, I think on the first podcast of this year about gymnastics and about like mindset stuff. And I didn't really like go into it, but I had just mentioned that. And I got a couple DMs saying like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were a gymnast. I was too. Or like, oh, I didn't know you were a gymnast. Like, that's so cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, I literally forget that people don't know that about me that I literally did it for 10 years and that it was like a huge part of my life. But in retrospect, it's funny because obviously when you're 15 or 20, like 10 years is a big chunk of your life. But as you get older, it's like not as big. I don't know. So anyways, I shared that and I got just like really good, sweet, nice responses from everyone. So it just shows like when you share something that you don't think your audience well, I don't even know. Like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't think that many people were going to be interested. But then I have never gotten yeah, so many responses surprised. in my life. <laughs> like, yeah, you'd be surprised. So funny. I feel like that's just a good example of opening up and sharing parts of your. Because obviously, if you think about it, your audience only knows you for a few years. So I yeah, think people really value when you open up and share your past with them, how you got to where you are, or like. What did you do before social media? Like those intimate parts that might not be relevant to what you're doing today because that just kind of paints the whole picture of who you are. So if you're able to practice or just get a little bit more vulnerable with your audience, I think that also goes a really, really long way. Yeah, like in building like a very engaged audience. Even like sharing my surgery, like people, I didn't know what people were gonna respond. I honestly was like a little nervous that like people were gonna be very uninterested, but everyone was so positive and supportive, and like shared their tips, shared their experience, Mm -hmm. or they were like, "Oh my gosh, I'm thinking of getting that done too." Like, thank you so much for sharing your experience because I was so nervous or I had no idea what to expect. So seeing your experience like really helped me and like all that stuff. So I just think it goes to show and I even like reminded myself that sharing these things is like so beneficial even when you think like it's not. Yeah. And I was actually just talking about this with someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was talking about this with someone and we were talking about how 
we never know or like this girl was talking about how she never knows what to share on her stories but she always sees other people's stories and she loves watching them and I was like I just feel like the key to that is sharing the mundane things like the small everyday things because I don't know I feel like that's interesting to me and those you're never thinking like oh why did that person share that like it's always interesting mm-hmm. for someone that's else such a like good you have point. to think about it in someone else's shoes because I feel like it's the small mundane things that paint the whole picture yeah so if you and think the that things no that like people care, can relate they to do yeah mm-hmm. exactly that's such a good point it's your ego speaking or your, the voice in your head yeah you know telling you that no one's gonna care people are gonna think it's random but no I feel like people actually really like to hear that stuff it's you know it's interesting yeah I agree and I think too like Another thing about building community is that brands really value the ROI that comes from your engaged audience. So it's like, it's this hard balance that we have to literally juggle on a daily basis of like not caring about numbers, but then also caring about numbers and like finding that fine, fine line of balance, which is very hard. But if you do have an engaged audience, I feel like that will make it easier Because when you share something and they click on your links or if you use like to know it and you, you know, tag products, you can see sales numbers. These are things that you can really use to your advantage when you're pitching to brands as to why they should work with you. I just feel like if you're like painting this whole picture, why it's such an authentic partnership and then you literally have the backing of sales or link clicks or whatever and being like, I sold this many pair of jeans last month. Like that will really, I feel like, make it so worth it for a brand when they see those numbers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and going back to our last point, like there's that saying people people work with the people they like I think that's a saying but people buy from the people they like you know if you're building this engaged community which also builds trust they're gonna like your audience is gonna trust the things that you are promoting and the ads that you are taking on because they're trusting your judgment so Mm -hmm. that really helps with ROI and your link clicks and getting your numbers up Um, and that's also definitely the answer because I feel like we get this question a lot um, people ask, you know, how to raise their or increase their numbers on their stories or their link clicks. Um, this is like building trust with your audience is a really, really good place to start. And I think too, it's definitely better. I feel like people ask this all the time as well. Like, is it better to have like a higher number following, you know, for brands to see, but obviously it's going to be better to have a smaller following with a really engaged audience versus having a high following with low engagement. And so when we talk about removing bots or blocking men, like this is why, because even though your number might be lower, it will 100% be worth it in the end because your engagement is going to be better because basically when you post, your post is going to be pushed to people who are actually engaged instead of bot accounts or like men accounts. Um, And then they're going to engage on your content, which will continue to push it more and more. So obviously removing bot-like accounts is like we will 100% always say absolutely do it. It's 
worth it in the long run. Yeah, 99% of the time, ROI is the brand's goal. There are some, I mean, okay, I guess 90, but like there are some brands that just care about brand awareness. Yeah, yeah, brand awareness, exposure, which which means the high following. But ROI, I think, is what keeps brands coming back. Well, it is. So if you have a smaller following, but you're you know, your ROI and your engagement and your audience really trusts you, that's going to keep keep the brands coming back to you. So that's a lot more important if you can focus on that. Yeah, and I think if you're new to this too or you don't have a lot of analytics on sales or link clicks, definitely start posting and train your audience. I feel like it's something you definitely have to train your audience on get them used to it if you don't have a like to know it profile and you sign up like let your audience know like hey I will usually post all my outfits and link everything over here on like to know it so if you're ever looking for a link you can always check there you can always dm me and then when you are posting you know your outfits in your stories link your outfit for the day that way if like people want to shop what you're wearing or posting they know where to go look for it and mm-hmm. I feel like that's like the dream is like people yeah. just like know where to 100%. go. Yeah. So. Like people who are so consistent in their links, I am trying to get there. Um, but yeah, you just know lot. it's coming. Yeah. You know where to. Yeah. Like like you said, you know where to go. And I don't know. It, even when I see if I'm not even looking at someone's stories, if I see their um post in my feed and I like their stuff or what they're wearing I will go straight to their stories because I know that they posted it and they always do so it's just that consistency aspect of the whole the whole thing whole game Mm -hmm. of being a content creator yeah so I feel like if you're new to any of this or you might feel stuck and don't know what to do those are just kind of a few uh tips to apply to your content and your content strategy to kind of start creating that routine and that consistency so your audience knows where to find it and that way even from your starting point like if you're like oh it's too late like I can't do that like that's not true at all because you can always start like you're gonna keep growing and gaining followers so you might as well start now so that your new audience as you continue to grow they already know where to go and you just kind of have to train your older audience yeah in the past definitely those og influencers i don't think they really i mean they obviously cared about their audience i think this new wave though cares so much in ways that the og girls like didn't even think about or didn't even like really i don't know like think would matter this new wave of really paying attention to engaging with your audience and making them feel seen and seen and I feel like that's the new wave of influencers coming in so yeah definitely make sure you're doing that now and then if you're thinking like okay so basically engaged audience equals good engagement obviously but if you're like oh my gosh like I have low engagement right now like I don't know how to get an engaged audience one thing you can do is evaluate your most engaged posts go into your analytics and I personally would look at your like top saved posts in the past like couple months if not month or so just to see what your audience is saving the most and then see if there's a common theme there that your audience is drawn to I think that's just a good place to start because then you can tell like what content's doing well like what can you keep doing what should you try should you try something new should you cut something out 
Um, We've talked about this too. We talked about this a lot last year, but repetition is not a bad thing at all. I feel like I used to think it was like people don't want to see the same thing twice. Like I can't, I can't do the same thing. I can't post the same whatever. And then we thought it would be boring. Yes. And it's not. People love consistency and repetition. Like truly, if we have a post that pops off, we will try to recreate it in a different way, but still right. like either in the same pose, the same sort of outfit or the same location. Yeah. And people aren't like, people have never said anything about, you know, being bored or you're doing this too much. I feel like people really love consistency and we've seen girls blow up from being so consistent in either location aesthetic or kind of like their style yeah um so yeah it's like those outfit video accounts where they literally just like put together an outfit like every day and they're just in the same spot in their bedroom like same setup same lighting same everything and like the cover photo of their like videos or their reel is like them in the outfit like I feel like I could literally name like three to five accounts that I've seen just like blow up from that and so that just like goes to show that repetition and consistency is good I think people without realizing it like like the our audiences they want that repetition or that consistency because then they know what to expect from you and then it, it, it just makes sense Yeah, I think also the psychology behind it is like they followed you because of that post. And so obviously they really like whatever you were doing in that post. Sometimes you have to really dig to find what exactly that is. It could literally be a color Mm -hmm. (laughs) happened to me um, or a specific location. location, like Mm -hmm. my little crosswalk photo. A pose. Yeah. Yeah. Like sitting with one leg up at a coffee table. Like you have to like analyze like those specific details and really like get down to the nitty gritty to see like what is working. And then honestly, like keep doing that until it like doesn't work anymore, basically. Um, But yeah, like we're saying, so building authentic and organic trust I feel like building trust is so so important and it's obviously very important to not lose that trust so I guess we'll share a couple things like what not to do based on our experiences because you guys we've literally done it all (laughs) we've experienced it all we've done all the bad things like all the things not to do because when we started there was no like handbook there was no resources there was nothing we were really just out there trial and error (laughs) truly so basically don't only post when it's an ad so like make sure your account isn't just ads yeah I hate to and also this also goes for stories because true if I'm watching your story and you're only doing your skincare or showing a product when it's an ad, you're obviously like, you're not really going to trust what this person has to say when they're doing their stories about it. Just make sure that you're showing your organic, like everyday life, not even every day, just like throughout the week, just outside of it being an ad and showing your audience what you actually use and what your routines look like. Because if, you know, it, it, I mean, you're just not going to trust this if it's only, you're only posting ads. So make sure you have organic stuff thrown in there. 
Yeah, I agree. And I, another tip I like to do is like, if I have an ad coming up, I like to either post the product or the clothing item like a couple days before Mm -hmm. is like an unboxing or, oh, I'm trying out this new product. Like I'm, I'll share my results in a couple days after I've tried it. Basically to introduce your audience to the product before you actually post the ad. I think that just obviously helps with trust because it's not like it's a one and done like posts hashtag ads and then never posts about it again you're just like "Mm, okay yeah definitely and also don't be afraid to ask the brands if you can try out the product first I think that is very respectable and um I think your audience will will really see it too I feel like yes like planting the seed showing introducing your audience as much as you can to whatever brand you're about to talk about I feel like that's really where ads are going also this year is like that authentic placement trying mm-hmm. it out for like months before I listened to podcasts and girls are saying that they're trying out products like for at least a month especially everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. For skincare, because yeah, you can get Yeah, skincare reactions. and, like, makeup. Yeah, so don't be afraid to tell a brand that. And also, I feel like that's a good way if you wanted to start a relationship with a brand that isn't paying you yet, asking to try the products and potentially move into a paid, um, a paid campaign. But make sure there's no strings attached with posting. Yeah. And then obviously when your audience trusts you and like know and like your opinion when you talk about things, like you're not just trying to like be out here collecting money, that'll just Mm -hmm. convert to sales, which will benefit you in the long run anyway. So it's kind of like a win-win, like when your audience trusts you, knows that you're only going to share things you like. I think it also benefits if you share things you don't like and I know that's hard as a creator because you obviously don't want to talk bad about a brand which and you don't even have to but being authentic and sharing things you don't like will show your audience that you're not just sharing things you like oh she likes everything you know what I mean oh yeah I love love when when people talk about the brands they don't like or anything like that I maybe it's just like one product that you don't like it's not like the brand as a whole it's like one product that you just like don't love and that's okay yeah um like for me like you will never catch me working with drunk elephant like that brand has burned my freaking skin I do not trust them and I will say that a million times on my stories like it is not for the sensitive skin girlies but I like when people do that because I feel like even I feel like that builds trust even more Because then you're like, oh, she's not afraid to say something doesn't work for her. Like, clearly, oh, she has sensitive skin. I have sensitive skin. Thank Mm -hmm. you for saving me. Yeah, like, thank God you said that because (laughs) other people. And obviously, it's different for everyone, but you could see someone else talking about it and they would love it. But, you know, maybe they just don't have sensitive skin. It's just little things like that. 
Right. But if your audience resonates with you and is similar to you mm-hmm. and maybe they have similar skin and then you yeah. are authentic and honest about your experience, then the next product that you talk about and that you say it does work, I think they'll trust you even more than when you said when you liked a product if that makes sense yeah so yeah honestly i kind of want to like implement that myself i need to figure out what i don't like and then talk about i literally am writing this down i'm like okay i need to actually like talk about the all the ones i don't like because also freaking laneige i know dude i don't know i need to actually reshare that story i'm writing this down because i don't (laughs) so i I know obviously you have issues with laneige I don't love Laneige either just because I feel like, I don't know why if this is just me, but sometimes I'll use like lip masks or lip products and I swear my lips feel even more dry or more chapped no, after that was the one fact. Of the things, and like not hydrated I saw. or moisturized at all. And I'm like, sometimes I've literally read before that brands will like do that on purpose brands so that you that. think you need more and then you keep using their product and then you use it up and you keep buying more but it's like Happened actually not doing anything obviously your experience was way way worse um by the way just a little glimpse i'll share about this on my stories like probably tomorrow but um really quick i had an allergic reaction to the Laneige lip mask that everyone's obsessed and it was with. at and the time when it was blowing up it wasn't just like up. casual like and everyone was like i love this so much yeah and so I was like freaking out because it literally looked like I had herpes and then I spoiler alert went to the dermatologist and it was an allergic reaction to Laneige so that was and I feel like people don't share that so then it's like all these people are out here buying Laneige but like actually like more some people it does really work I know more people people who it. it doesn't work for than who it does work for interesting i see it still so much like people freaking love that product so obviously this isn't like yeah i just have very sensitive skin and i learned it was from the fragrance um the fragrance in the product so if you're not sensitive to fragrance like just but i'm like not sensitive to fragrance and it did nothing for me yeah super interesting so (laughs) anyway (laughs) stories we will be sharing the products we do not like (laughs) anyway but yeah i love when girls do that so yeah trust is very important um okay so the next thing is don't post an ad that doesn't make sense obviously it just like it is like that it means what it means you know what I mean but I just feel like when you're taking on a paid partnership make sure you ask yourselves these questions just to make sure okay this is this is like my list I go through I say would I buy this product myself and or have I used it before? Right? And the answer is yes. Okay, great. Next question. Does this align with my personal brand? Like, do you guys have the same goals, same audience, same aesthetic? Like, is there something similar in there? Yes or no? And then last question, will my audience resonate with this? Like, will my audience like this? Will they need it? Like, you know who your audience is. You know their age range. You know demographics like you have all these insights you know what your audience is gonna like and I feel like if I answer no to any of these questions I will kind of evaluate the partnership because I'm like is this gonna make sense because I feel like at the end of the day there's no amount of money that is worth losing the trust of your audience and we've all taken that sister we have all taken that one bad collab and you know You just use it as that learning lesson and you don't do it again. 
because you think the money is going to be worth it. But like, spoiler alert, you're going to feel weird. Oh my God, you feel so bad. Like you feel like a fraud. Um, Yeah. Like just for example, if I like I am very open and talk a lot about how I don't eat dairy or drink dairy. So if yes, collab came around offering me a shit ton of money, but it's like a milk product. Obviously, that does not make any sense. And my audience is going to be like, wow, she really really did that for the money it just takes one thing to ruin someone's trust trust is very fragile um so yeah just make sure you're running through those questions in your head when you're getting these brand deals because even if you are saying no to a lot of money it's always going to come back you're yes. always going to be in alignment and attracting attracting the right things in so and if you sure take you're not inviting like, anything it's not an alignment if you take something that isn't like good for you I feel like it gives you so much anxiety, so much stress. And then when you're shooting it, you're like, this does not feel authentic. And then you have to post it. And then you'll be like, everyone knows I'm a fraud. I'm so fake. Why did I do this? Like, this is, this was literally the thought process in my head. I was like, what did I just do? That was so terrible. I was like, wow, I should not have done that. Okay. Learned my lesson. (laughs) Have never done it again. Yeah. But you live and you learn. Yeah, your audience can tell if you're not being authentic, period. So don't forget that. And I feel like that's another thing maybe to add to your question list is, or not even a question, just put it as a statement at the bottom of your question list. My audience, you will know if I'm not being authentic, period. And then you'll be like, okay, Mm -hmm. I am not going to take this. (laughs) Yeah, you just want an audience that feels connected to you and is invested. I think that's the biggest thing that we're seeing. I feel like this year is like, People who just want to know your, like you were saying earlier, personal story, all the mundane things, like those are the relatable things. So like that's what people want to see and that's what gets people invested. Yeah, I keep seeing on TikTok too that there's like a bunch of, and who knows, these people, like I don't know these credentials, but there's a bunch of like... (laughs) Yeah, trend like marketing strategy people. Marketing people talking about like the next new wave. And I, I do agree with this though. Talking about the next new wave of influencers in 2023 and what's going to be, you know, what's blowing up. And it's always people who are so authentic, obviously, and just really raw and real with their audience and build that trust because that increases your sellability. Alex Earl, obviously, perfect example. She is. Did you see her right photo now. dump? She like posted this photo dump of like her so. like. I don't even know what she titled it. I can't remember, but it was like literally her just being drunk and chaotic and messy. But like people in people the comments were like, "Oh my god, I love you so much more for sharing this." Like, like people can just yeah. like relate to those like drunk college nights, or you know they miss <laughs> it, or you know it just brings back everything. So it's like, yeah, she's like exposing herself in a way, but like her audience loves it because she's so relatable. Yeah, and I feel like she's also a really good example of introducing her audience to products that she's using before the brand even works with her. I genuinely just want to know if that was planned or if it wasn't because you cannot tell. And obviously, that is the the most ideal scenario for a content creator influencer um, because we know already 
I don't think it's planned. Like I genuinely think she shares products that she just uses in her everyday life. And then obviously it like either sells out or pops off or goes viral. And then those brands are like, oh my gosh, she obviously sells our products. Let's partner with her. Like I genuinely think that's how it goes. Yeah. Side note, like this was so funny, but during, I don't know if you saw this, but in the midst yes. of the Dubai tour trip exactly she posted what her Charlotte yes. her Charlotte Tilbury ad and the comments were so, so funny because they're funny. like queen miss charlotte perfect timing <laughs> Yeah, like I'm like, like wait, shocked. Does know about this? I was just say I was shocked. There was like a like there wasn't like a non compete clause like for the duration of the trip, but like maybe I'm she sure didn't she agree to, to that or like I'm her sure Charlotte contract was in place beforehand. Yeah. Because I was, I'm I mean, Tart sure knew. Obviously, you see all the Tart like- videos because <laughs> everyone is uh, talking about it and. Basically, they were saying that, like, Tarte didn't pay anyone to be there. Like, they paid for the Mm. stuff, but they didn't pay people for the posts. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, they probably spent literally a million dollars on that whole entire experience. Like, they all had freaking Dude, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just, like, the airlines for sure. But then people were saying... With plus ones. Yeah. But then people like, were saying so that, like, the hotel could have potentially been, like, a collab. Like, hey, you're this hotel in the middle of, like, the desert who doesn't get that many people during the week. Like, yeah, maybe. do you want to partner with us? Like, we're bringing in these top-tier influencers. Like, they're all going to tag you and talk about you. Like, you know, yeah, like, hotels work with influencers all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I've it's seen, yeah, so many crazy. perspectives on it. But where were we? Yeah. Okay, basically, people just, you want to get people invested in you and to your stories. So being authentic and relatable is how you're going to do that. And it's also important for the brands to see that you have sellability and just trust within your community and that, like, they'll just keep coming back for more. Like, that's what what you were saying earlier, where that's where the reoccurring brand partnerships happen because... Obviously, when you sell, the brand is like, oh, she can sell for us. Like, we obviously want to work with her again because that was a successful campaign. So a few things that help with that is just the consistency like we're talking about and just having your audience know what they can expect from you. I feel like when I like kind of reflect and I think about why do I follow someone? Like, why do I like their content? It's because I know what they post. Like, I'm not, I don't follow people who are like super random and post like, different things all over the place like I follow people who like post content that I like or post the same Mm. aesthetic every day where I get inspo like whatever it is that reason it's a lot of the time it's just they're consistent with whatever they're posting and that's what I like yeah and I I feel like a, a good question to ask yourself if you're kind of lost or trying to brainstorm with how this applies to you I feel like just think about the way that you Like, what do you want your audience to know you for? And what do you want your audience to come to you for? And what can you offer them um, in your content? I feel like that's a good question to ask yourself. Like, is it just inspiration? Is it specific product advice? Do you have sensitive skin? Like, I want people to come to me with, like, any sensitive skin questions. Like, things like that and get really specific. Yeah, that's a good reminder. 
to put out there. Yeah. Now I'm going to go think about that. Uh, I know. I'm like, this is also like like good advice for ourselves. I know. Just like reminding ourselves of all the things. This is a great reminder. It's easy to forget you guys and it's okay to fall off. But yeah, I feel like it's very easy to get back into it for sure. Totally. Um, And then we just wanted to share a couple ways to build an engaged audience. So basically we talked about this earlier was taking the time to respond to comments and engage with your community every day. Like if this is your full-time job, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I feel like if this is your full-time job, like this is part of the job, if that makes sense. Like people are like, oh, I don't have time to respond to comments or I don't have time to engage. But like that's literally part of the job or they just don't like it I just it is truly part of the job I feel like you are extremely rare if you can get away with not doing this and still staying relevant and staying um like having good engagement just because I feel like people do notice I swear to god no we if you were not commenting back and like supporting I feel like we've seen so many creators who never engage on a single comment in on their content and like over time you do see their engagement go down understandably because will go down yeah and it's I don't know I don't know if they just don't really care if that's like the vibe that they're like we don't relate to to that I don't know like yeah I know we both literally try so hard to respond as to as many comments as possible especially within that first hour and then you can also go to that person's profile and comment on their most recent post um Mm -hmm. I think that just goes a long way and like sometimes I feel like I do post repetitive content but like the same girlies show up every day and like I appreciate that so much same like I will always support you back Truly, if you are one of those girlies, because like I appreciate it so much. Yeah. And also another thing I really, really love and appreciate and notice is when girls have actual thoughtful comments about something in the post. And I really try to do that. I also try to use names instead of like, I'll try to like say their name. Like, oh my gosh, Marissa, this is so cute. Love how you did X, Y, Z. Like, you know, something so specific. Like personal. I feel like that goes such a long way. You know, I do need to get better at that. I've kind of gotten a little lazy with my OMG so cute, baby. <laughs> like, I could literally name five girls off the top of my oh, head that have extremely same. meaningful, sweet, supportive comments. And I just, ugh, I love them so much. Yeah, so, so it's like it means so much that to goes a you. Long way. So being able to mm-hmm. kind of give back and like, Sometimes when you comment on people's posts, they will literally, like, screenshot it and put it on their stories and be like, oh, my gosh, like, this person commented on my post today, like, just made my day. Like, that's how that's how important and, like, special you're making that person feel. So it's like, why would you not do that? I don't know. I guess every creator will have their own strategies, but we are along the lines yeah this is our strategy commenting (laughs) back and being supportive in every way that we can and also just like responding to story replies I try to respond to story replies even if they're just like hard eyes or fire or whatever like I really try to at least like it to acknowledge it but most of the time like respond to it yes and also reply to people's stories if you can like Uh, I feel like being engaged in people's stories even liking people's stories I love like I started doing that stories. recently I know you have I noticed that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love that like I forgot um, about the button for a while but now but like 
because I love seeing it. It's a strategy because when you like it, it puts you at the top of like someone's story yeah. views to show. Mm-hmm. So then again, you're top of mind. So yeah. and then I think it's you like can see, cute. and I'm like, oh, that's like so nice. They like liked my. They like you know. Yeah, I think it's really sweet. Also, by the way, this is so like random, but. Also, the weirdos really do be exposing oh, themselves. Yes, the men. I, I'm like, then Thank you can you. go I block will go them. And delete. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. literally do that we all love the time. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously responding to DMs. I know DMs are like so chaotic sometimes, they get out of yeah. order, mm-hmm. but I just feel like. And this is like how I am to other, like if I DM someone, but if someone DMs you and you never respond back to them, they're probably not going to keep DMing you because in a way they feel rejected when you don't respond. And like as Mm -hmm. creators, we're promoting ourselves as like, oh, like ask me anything, like I'll always get you links. And then when it comes down to it, if you're not doing that, People are going to be like, oh, she just wants me to click her link because it's an ad because you've never actually yeah, like sent true. them a link before. So I feel like DMs are like huge. I try so, so hard to respond to DMs as many mm-hmm. as possible or like I don't know why some get lost. Like I literally will have DMs that say no, like 22 weeks ago and I am like, what? No, literally that's the thing that stresses me tf out is they yeah. get so out of order sometimes they don't know why it's like some it's a weird glitch but um, i wish like the yes. unread dms would stay at the top and like when you tag a brand in a story i wish that oh, wouldn't be at the top so like that's so like i know unnecessary. i try to delete the brands because then it that's also what messes up the dms if you like then tag it's like brands get down. it gets pushed so far down yeah so I actually think they added a filtering. I can't remember. I need to double check. But okay, let's yeah. hope because I just wish like the unread DMs stayed at the top even when you respond to a DM. It's because it's like the most recent DM, no matter what, is like at the top. But it's like I need to find the unread ones. But yeah, yeah. I just think like at the end of the day, like if I wasn't the creator and I was like the audience and I like was asking someone for links or like commenting and like they were never like responding at all, I would kind of be like, what's the point? And I honestly. Or they just like they don't care if yeah, I'm here or if I'm not. I don't know if like, this is another community. hot take, but I feel that way towards certain creators too. Like I feel like we should all be supportive and like we know how it goes. We know brand deals we know comments we know engagement matter like why does why is it so hard to like support each other back sometimes and i really feel like people mm-hmm. know the creators who don't support back so yeah so just keep that in mind you don't want to be that girly girlies. no yeah. like we're here for the supportive community we support back like that's the vibe and i feel like that's how you're going to be successful and not be one of the people who like kind of falls off if that yeah. makes sense but yeah Anyways, just commenting, engaging with your community is so important and new people too, especially if you're starting to grow. Like that's huge. I feel like that's how we kind of grew in the beginning. I would say that is like one of my number one tips for starting out is literally like just expanding your circle and commenting, engaging, interacting with accounts that are similar to yours. Like that Mm -hmm. is a huge way to grow. That's how I find new girls literally every day. That's how I, like, I will follow new girls from that. Like I'll see the supportive Queens. Like Mm -hmm. I know who's in people's comments. Like I will. Oh yeah. You see the same. who the supportive Queens are. Yeah. We always see them on everybody's like pages and you're just like, wow, like this girl is everywhere. Like, yes. 
Like yeah. I just instantly appreciate and want to support you more. But mm-hmm. yeah. And then also if you think about it, like other girls are noticing that too. So that is a really great way to grow because those other girls who are noticing that are going to come to your page. They're going to follow you. They're going to support you back because they know that you're a supportive queen and they're not going to feel like rejected by you in a way. Yeah. People don't like to feel rejected. <laughs> yeah. So, and I feel like even if you're not doing it on purpose, just like subconsciously, like, you know what I mean? So it's like Mm -hmm. trying to just make your audience feel included in as much as possible, which is why I think doing anything with like feedback or opinions is really good. So just the things like on your stories, like if you do polls, like which thing is their favorite, whether that's like, which, which outfit of mine do you like better, left or right, or... Like, what things should I buy, like, left or right? Things like that. Or, you know, doing a question box, like mm-hmm. a Q&A. Um, we talked about this. I can't remember if this was last year. But, like, doing Q&As, even if you do it at first and not many people are engaged, like, fake it till you make it and keep doing it. Because I think people or, like, your audience, like, might be nervous to submit questions. But then if you are posting other people's questions and answering it then they'll feel more comfortable asking the question so maybe they'll ask the question next time so you have to like fake it till you make it and like 100 like i feel like people just don't know your people just don't know what questions to ask you and then yes when they see what questions people are asking you like then they ask be like oh because also you can answer really deep questions like for me i love the deep ones so like the more deep i get i think i get more deep people are more comfortable afraid. asking you because then yeah, they know they you'll know answer I, it yeah and I'm not gonna feel like offended by it which is so valid I don't think I would just go into some creator's Random. box and be like um like you know ask like this deep question about like right. therapy but because I feel like I talk about that stuff yeah a lot of people know that I'm comfortable going there so so it's yeah, like if you're nervous to start that just keep doing it even if you get one mm. answer the first week keep doing it maybe you'll get two or three the next keep doing it the next week you might get 10 and you just again mm-hmm. you have to build that consistency for your audience so they know what to expect and then you know one question box someone might be like so excited because they know you do questions on sunday or you do questions on monday and they're so excited to ask you their question because they know it's coming because of that yeah. repetition and consistency then you build it up like that mm-hmm. but yeah fake it fake it till you make it you guys like that's truly a big part of this industry um another (laughs) thing are those quizzes like make them feel a part of your life and just a part of your decision making process whether that's like home I feel like I see people do like the home stuff like should I hang this picture frame up here or here or should I like not hang it up like people like we said love to give their opinions so yeah they want to feel included they Mm want to feel part of the process that's what's gonna connect your audience so much more to you yes um if they see you actually doing what they yes clothing hauls Yes. Yeah. So like I like doing like the keep, or, keep return. or return when you have it or if you're like debating on buying something like which one should mm-hmm. I buy like this color or this color because then when you then buy it. excited to see yes. it. Yes exactly like, when so you. Excited. And then they'll comment like oh my gosh I voted for that's this what one. I you yes. know. And then they feel <laughs> invested and they come back because yeah. they have to see which one you picked and it's creating that like and how relatability and the story with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah you just get them excited and then 
Oh, this yeah. or that's are like really good too. Like I was saying, like shopping. Should I buy this or that? Or like I haven't done that in so long. Oh my gosh, but I do love them. Yeah, I do that. These are, These like are all great, just um, like really story fun strategy things, things <laughs> that if you don't know where to start or what to do, like start with those. I feel like people. I love. I, okay, I'll be honest. I'm not, like, the biggest question box girly. So if, like, someone is, like, please tell me how I can improve my content. Like, I don't fill Same. out question boxes. But if someone is, like, do you like this content better or this content better? And it's, like, the poll. I will 100% if, yeah. do the poll. 100%. I love polls I'm a poll girly I'm like yes yes <laughs> next like I know same so I try to remember that when I'm doing certain like things in my stories like what do I like and so I kind of lean mm-hmm. towards the like more of the polls versus like the question boxes unless I'm doing a Q&A where people can like actually ask like whatever they yeah. want but I feel like honestly polls and there was like this period of time I don't even know if this is still a thing where polls were like making story polls views go were- up literally that was a huge strategy i think it was like it last was summer kind of, yeah i think maybe they were pushing stickers uh, on stories yeah. i don't know if it's kind of like that anymore I don't, I don't notice it when i use polls but i think using any features honestly for stories that instagram offers is a great way but also truly it does get your audience more engaged with your stories like i'm always gonna if i'm just like mindlessly tapping through if there's a poll i'll actually stop Mm -hmm. and answer it so I think that's a great strategy to actually engage your audience obviously yeah and I feel like if you're like a shopaholic like me you love to see what other people are buying and like what they're considering and then so like voting is like you like to feel heard or seen as a person so like that's a way to like (laughs) be engaged so yeah I feel like those are really great strategies but yeah at the end of the day people love to share their opinions like whether they're good or bad but mostly good and they just like to feel involved so I feel like if you can figure out how to get your audience on a routine with you where they know what to expect with your consistency being relatable and kind of just everything we mentioned I feel like that's just a good way to start creating your engaged audience if you feel lost or stuck Mm -hmm. or new yeah like anywhere yeah these are just yeah they're really good strategies to implement I feel like it's not something that you might immediately think of I didn't used to think of actual strategy and once Mm -hmm. I did it was a huge game changer I felt like in the beginning it felt like that was this extra step that wasn't really necessary but I used to feel like it was like too much like I thought like oh people are gonna think that I'm like I don't know why but I had this complex where I just felt like people thought I was trying too hard or like I was fake for like doing these kind of things yeah but when you get that in check and you really like sit with yourself and like feel the feelings then you realize people do care Yes, people do care. I feel like we tell ourselves they don't, and that is the imposter syndrome of it all that every creator pretty much has, but some are better at silencing that little voice and saying, you know, my audience does care, and I feel like that's what sets people apart. Yeah, it takes time. It takes practice. It it takes time to create habits. Like, I can't remember Mm. how many... What did we say? Like, days. yeah, like twenty-one days to actually create a habit, 
And like when you're selling, it takes like seven touch points to actually like drive a sale. Mm -hmm. So it's like that, like, I feel like the bottom line of that is literally consistency. 100%. So I feel like that's a big theme. And like, if you're truly wanting to be authentic and have that engaged community, like consistency is going to be like, it should be your number one goal. I feel like yeah. just showing up for your audience as consistently and authentically as possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. you guys loved this episode because I feel like I just reminded myself of so many things. I know. <laughs> literally, same. Like, I taking like taking notes really on our own on episode. <laughs> but they're, yeah, sto- it's so important. So, this is a good reminder for us all. Literally, it's so easy to forget this stuff and get caught up in life, but. This is super important. So yeah, I feel like I really, I really love this episode. I hope you guys did too. Yeah, I feel like we say that about every episode, but like we really mean. I know about this one. Um, okay, do you want to yeah. share our listener of the week this week? Yes. So our listener of the week is Terimstagram. Um, so that's spelled T T E H R I M. S-T-A-G-R-A-M. Thank you so much for being a supportive queen. She, we just posted um, new. We're like updating the feed. Feed aesthetic. We're updating the feed. And she just left the sweetest comment. She told us that our last episode was so needed that she's been feeling overwhelmed, but it helped her calm down, get clarity and feel recharged to accomplish her goals. She left that really sweet comment and we so appreciate it. We love how you guys are. We just like love hearing how you guys felt about the episodes. Um, it's just such a great Love those messages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like if we can (laughs) yeah if we can reach one person or like make an impact on one person then like we're happy with the the episode like yeah absolutely so So and she's like a consistent supportive queen like yeah and we actually met her at our last New York Fashion Week meetup so yeah we love meeting you guys and yes thank you so much we appreciate you love our listeners of the week thank you guys so much i feel like that's pretty much it for this episode as always join our facebook group it is the influence community that's where we put details about our meetups just to keep them safe for location reasons and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff we love you guys we hope you have an amazing week this week as always, our DMs are open and we do respond to DMs. So DM us, come say hi. And yeah, I feel like that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next episode. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.